0: When it comes to government efforts to protect elections and promote democracy in the U.S., the past decade has been an eventful one. Advocates for voting rights and reform saw some advances, but also some major setbacks. The staff at The Fulcrum has been compiling a list of the top 10 most consequential stories for American democracy over the past decade. We will link to that at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive. David Hawkins, The Fulcrum's editor-in-chief, joined me to talk about it.
1: I guess it's a a decidedly mixed bag uh, when we when when our staff sat down to come up with the list, we realized that there were almost as many sort of good news stories about the state of democracy as bad news stories or worrisome stories. Um, the decade started in a pretty rocky way for the cause of democracy reform, from um, because most people think that the uh, who, who care about about a functioning democracy are very concerned that. Uh, the Citizens United case, which was the Supreme Court case that decided that uh, outside groups, unions and and corporations particularly could spend an unlimited amount of money on campaigns was a pretty worrisome event for democracy reform. Uh, but by the end of the decade, you had a full-fledged democracy reform movement. You had an end to gerrymandered districts in some parts of the country and a wave of citizen referenda to uh improve things that were made things look up a little bit
0: and david i think another impression that you get after you know looking at this list that you guys have compiled is that even though there was gridlock negative progress (laughs) at the federal level there was as you say offsetting progress at the at the state and local level
1: that that's right so that is that's a great that's a great sort sort of overarching theme to touch on right which is in washington right the uh the cause of democracy reform didn't do too well. You had, as I say, the Citizens United case from the Supreme Court. You had uh, a couple of years later. You had a another Supreme Court decision that uh, essentially nullified the uh, the core of the Voting Rights Act, which was a requirement that uh, places with long histories of racial discrimination get federal approval before making any changes to their election laws. You had a, a Congress that was increasingly gridlocked right up to. And including their efforts to reform the the, the governing system itself with HR one, which was a uh, an effort by the Democrats without any Republican input to change the system, knowing knowing that their bill was going to fail even as they introduced it. But then, as you say, at the state and local level, you had, oh, and you had a gerrymandering case also from the Supreme Court right. this past year where the Supreme Court said, we are out of the business. Of thinking about gerrymandering, it's beyond our purview for for the federal courts to think about this stuff. Um, but at the same time, right, you then had some state supreme courts saying uh, p- politicized gerrymandering was unconstitutional. You had some citizens' referenda, like in Florida, giving prisoners the right to vote, um, and lots of governors, including Terry McAuliffe when he was the governor of Virginia, uh, giving uh, more uh, former felons the right to vote. You have the rise of uh, efforts to to depoliticize the map making, including uh, in Virginia, where we think next year the state legislature will is likely to put an item on the ballot that would uh, allow the voters of Virginia to take away political map making from the politicians and put it in the hands of an independent commission. So you have, yeah, you have uh, you have lots going on.
0: All right. So let's see if we can find at least some glimmers of hope at at the federal level. We are going into (laughs) an election year here. and, And I think there's a school of thought that says when all the political oxygen is consumed by something like that, like an election, for example, it sometimes makes it possible to get more boring stuff done for lack of a better word, things like passing budgets, the stuff that has got to get done in Congress to make the trains run on time and and I wonder what you think about that. How do the prospects look for for just getting the basic wheels of government moving um, during an election year
1: you you are right that the that is the conventional wisdom, which is that in an election year the, the, the all the, the the fighting energy, all the energy for the fight is in the election, and people don't try and do they don 't really sweat. The small, the, the what, what you know, the relatively routine matters of governance. Uh, I think that the fact that they got the uh, the appropriations package done right at the end of uh, 2019 was an indication that members of Congress are not up for a big fight. They don't want another shutdown. They certainly don't want one in election year. One another one in the election year. Now that having been said, uh, I believe in every presidential election year. Uh, about the last three or four presidential election years, they have not gotten the budget done before the election. It has happened in a lame duck session after the presidential election. Uh, In some cases, essentially letting the winner of the presidential election decide the budget. So we will see whether that pattern is repeated.
0: Yeah, and by by the same token, there is probably not going to be much time or energy to pass major legislation in the coming year.
1: I, I don't think so. I think that the The rhythm will be different than after the last presidential impeachment, uh, which happened in early 1999. The impeachment trial got done by early February. President Clinton famously came and gave his State of the Union address during his own impeachment trial. And they actually had a decently productive year. Now, 1999 was not a presidential year. It was a full year away from an election. This is a presidential election year. But, yeah, I think that this, the, the, the chances for big policy changes in 2020 are pretty small.
0: All right. David Hawkins, editor-in-chief of The Fulcrum. Thank you, as always, David. Thank you so much. And, again, we'll link to The Fulcrum's top ten list of stories on American democracy over the last decade at federalnewsnetwork.com slash drive. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit.